what's going on everybody what's up what's up what's up this is dom lewis recording for the philly sports 444 podcast um thank you guys for tuning in appreciate it you can always follow us on twitter at 444 podcast you can follow us on facebook at 444 podcast um and you can always email us at the show at 444 podcast we're available on itunes Google Play, Spotify, and we're powered by Anchor. And we'd like to thank the folks at Anchor so much for powering this podcast. Thank you so much. Um, it's been a while since I've been able to record. And thank you guys um, always for supporting, for following me, listening to the stuff that I say. Um, even if you give brash feedback, I thank you for that as well. Um, I'm, I'm thankful for this podcast i'm thankful for you guys and i'm thankful um you know despite what's been going on i'm thankful for um february 4th 2018 when philadelphia eagles were able to win the super bowl because honestly i don't have uh, much to smile about in regards to the philadelphia eagles today um and i'm going to get into the sixers because since the last time we talked sixers acquired Jimmy Butler, and um, I think they're 4-2 since they've had Jimmy Butler in the lineup, but we got this whole thing with Markel Fultz as well going on with the Sixers, and um, it's, it's, that thing is, it's another beast of its own, so um, I'll get into that as well, but I gotta address the Eagles first, and I don't know what's happened to my team, well, I do know what's happened to my team, um, there's some things I can explain and other things I can't. Um, what I can explain is that the, the coaching has been uh, subpar. It has, well, it's not that it's been subpar, but it's it hasn't been on the same uh, wave as last year's coaching, which led us, uh, propelled us to a title, um, NFC East title and then conference title and then eventually world title. Um, our quarterback play, although it's been good, has not propelled us. Carson hasn't been able to put the team on his back in order to win games. Um, and given the things that have been going on this year with this team, that's an issue. Um, and I'll, you know, I'll get into that more. But also, I, it's just we're obliterated by injuries. Um, you know, our secondary, we don't even have our top five corners going into this Giants game it's been that long since I've recorded so I've we I haven't even got a chance to speak out against you know speak out about the Cowboys game or the Saints game we're going into the Giants game this is the first time I'm recording first I'm getting a chance to actually react and put it on tape um but this team along with those three things I what I can explain is the team's just lack of hunger um I can't explain it. I can't explain a Super Bowl hangover. I can't explain um, not coming out there and giving it your all. I can't explain lack of execution. I can't explain just lackluster um, secondary team type of football. I can't explain it. I can't explain not being an elite team in the in the conference, let alone uh, the conference, let alone the league. Um, because I can't explain where the team's hunger is going. And I'm not a guy who believes in Super Bowl hangovers or I don't believe in, um, you know, riding this wave like we've, you know, we've satisfied ourselves and no longer hungry dogs. And I, I don't believe that anymore. I, I can't explain the it factor that this team has lost. And... I'm saddened by it, honestly. Like, the Eagles have, like, crushed my soul with the way they've played in the last two weeks. And, you know, I was able to, I'm able to, I've explained this to a lot of people over the last two weeks. Even though I haven't recorded, I've still been active on Twitter. I've been active on my shows. Shout out to 215 Sports and my my co host, Ernest Drummond and, and Terrell Willis. I've been active on there and I've been active on Twitter and Facebook. And I've talked to a lot of people via text and everything. I, I, I explained. 
I can take a loss. I can handle losing a game. Even though I don't like it, I can handle losing a football game. What I can't handle is being embarrassed. And that's what this team has done to me over these last two weeks. And I went out two weeks ago on on 215 Sports. Shout out to, again, 215 Sports, WPBM, um, 106.5 FM in Philadelphia, Ernest Drummond, Terrell Willis, shameless plug. But I went out on the show and I explained that the Eagles were the better team in every facet. They were the better team. I knew it. They were a better team. Now, granted, you know, Dallas is healthier. But at the time, the Eagles were a better team in every way. Quarterback play, offense, period. I felt even felt the defense was better. The special teams were better. Everything about the team. The only thing that wasn't better at the, at the time was the running game. Um, but the Eagles went out on national TV, and they embarrassed us. And they embarrassed me. Um, by putting on such a terrible performance, scoring three points in the first half of football on national television, and then coming back, scoring, you know, tying the game at 13 by the end of the third quarter, and then letting the Dallas Cowboys score 14 points in the fourth quarter, not stopping them on anything that they did, and just allowing them to take the game away. And having a chance to actually win it or tie it um, within the last two minutes and failing to do so. And the team embarrassed me. And at that point, I was just like so, I wasn't even able to talk football. I was embarrassed as a fan of this team, of this city. I was embarrassed Um, because you don't, let that happen to you on national television in front of the, the nation and the world to see. Uh, you play so lackluster and you're supposed to be an elite team in this league. You don't allow that to happen. And then they came out in the Saints game and they didn't even show up. And he only put up seven points in the entire game. Carson threw three interceptions. That's the worst game I've ever seen him play as the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback. And they didn't show up. The, the, the defense didn't stop anything at all. And I, I don't understand where the hunger has gone with this team. And I'm embarrassed by them. I'm embarrassed as a fan. I am embarrassed that in the same calendar year, we won the Super Bowl. We won the Super Bowl with our backup quarterback. And in the same calendar year, seven months later, I'm sorry. Nine months later, this team is a complete shell of itself. And I get it. People have been hurt. I get it. People are injured. I get it. It's not the same team. But most of your pieces are already in place. And for you to go out on national television and embarrass us on national TV games two weeks in a row, I'm ashamed. I'm hurt. I'm hurt as a fan, honestly. And, like, it's one of the reasons I haven't been able to record because, you know, I, you know, I, it's, I haven't had time. You know, things have been kind of crazy. I'm currently on vacation recording this. But things have been so crazy. And I've also lost that oof to actually record because the team embarrassed me. They took a piece of my soul. And it sounds crazy, I know. Like, I sound like a lunatic saying this. But... I love that team. I love that team. And that team, for them to go out on national TV two weeks in a row and embarrass me the way that they did, I, I don't know. This, I Honestly, I don't want to talk about them anymore. I had thought about several different ways how to do this show, how to record this podcast. I told myself that right after the Jimmy Butler thing happened, I was like, I'm going to record the podcast, and I'm starting talking about the Sixers. I'm not talking about the Eagles anymore. But I can't. Like, I got to go with how I feel. Like, this podcast is not scripted. I don't write anything down. I might write notes, but I don't write anything. I don't I don't have a steady, like, thing on how I do this podcast. I literally go off the, the top of the head 
and I go with what's in my heart to actually explain or talk about. And I got to talk about the foot of eagles because they, they, how I feel about them, they've embarrassed me. They've embarrassed me. Like, it's not even a matter of gossip talk, like with the Markel Fultz, or not Markel Fultz, but the Kendall Jenner being at the game last night uh, for the Sixers. Or it's not a, the, you know, the drama talk with the Markel Fultz and we're going to possibly trade him. He's on a long-term plan. It's not even like that with the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles have embarrassed me. It, this is a, like a relationship with me and them. And the way I feel about this team right now, I love them. But, like, they, they, they've embarrassed us. Not even just me, but they've embarrassed us the way that they play. And I don't give them any leeway. And, oh, you could you win the Super Bowl in nine months. But I don't care. I don't care. This is a new football season. And you've won four games against teams that are under 500. So I don't care. I don't. Correction. You've won three games against teams that are under 500. One team who's at 500. And, you know, the shame of it all is that, you know, unfortunately, Alex Smith got hurt. He was a Redskins quarterback. He's hurt. The Redskins are, like, pretty much out of it. You have a chance to win the division, but you're not going to because your offense can't score points. I know your defense is hurt, but you can't even outscore anybody. You can't even score, not even outscore anybody, but you can't even keep up with anybody. Score-wise, you can't do it. Last year, this team was averaging about over 30 points a game. This team can't even score in the first quarter this year. They're scoring 21 total points in the first quarter of this season. First quarters of this season. 21 total points. This team is an embarrassment right now. They're awful. They're god-awful. This team has no shot to win the NFC East, even though... Even though they're not even out of it, all they got to do is win tomorrow, technically, and they're, they're one game back. But I don't even care. I don't think the Eagles even win tomorrow. They've shown nothing to me where they'll actually win a football game tomorrow. Like I said, I'm embarrassed as a fan. I'm embarrassed with what this team has, has done, the, the effort that they've given they haven't given much of one. And, you know, I've seen a lot of different takes over the last two weeks. I've seen a lot of takes. I've seen a take, um, Seth Joyner said, where the frustration that Carson exhibited during the Saints game and throwing a helmet, that's not just him being mad at misreading coverage. That's him being upset because he knows that the play calling is predictable and he's not being put in the best position to win. But I don't care. I don't care. You can't play that bad. Knowing that your team is bad the way they are and they rely on you to make a play, you can't pony up and belly up. You can't do that. You got to make a play. I'm mad at you too, Carson. I'm mad at Doug. I'm mad at Jim Schwartz. Mike Rowe got to go. You know, shout out to my man. Tony, he was the first one I heard say, bro, got to go. But um, Mike Rowe has got to go. He cannot be the offense coordinator for his team. The way I see it, you need to fire coordinators. You need to get, you need to clean house as far as those coordinators. Get brand new coordinators in here. Get someone off of that Ram staff or that KC staff or that Saint staff. Bring them in as our offensive coordinators. Build up this offense again. For the defense, I, I don't know what you'll do right now, but right now you got to get rid of Schwartz. I'm willing to get rid of Press Taylor. I, I don't really want to keep anybody on that side of the ball. Maybe the defensive line coach, but I don't even know if I want to keep him. It seems embarrassing me to the point where we need to make changes like that, and we need to cut bait from some of these players. Jordan Hicks got to go. Um, Bradham, he got to go. Brandon Graham is gone. Chris Long is gone. I like Michael Bennett, but he's probably going to go because he's not going to get paid here. I can't see Darby coming back. I can't see any of the corners. The only corners that, corners that come back are the draft picks that we have. 
I can't see anybody else coming back. Hello, Dinata got to go. You know, it's time for Peter to retire. It's time for um, uh, Sproles to retire. He's only played one game this year. Taking up a roster spot. He's got to go. We got to get a brand new running back core. I would like to keep Golden Tate. He wants to get paid, though, so I'm not sure how that's going to go. I don't can't see the benefit of keeping us in Aguilar at this point. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, there's so much we have to do. So much retooling. Not a rebuild, but a retool. And I'm just embarrassed at this team right now. I'm embarrassed. I feel... I felt let down. <coughs> Excuse me. I felt let down over the last two weeks. Ashamed, embarrassed, all of that. Disappointed. Everything you can think of as being an Eagles fan over the years when we were losing. <coughs> Excuse me. I felt that way. I feel that way right now. And I'm sorry that we're going through this. Um, I want better. I want better for this team. I want better for the city. Because we don't deserve this. Not after just winning the Super Bowl. Like, I mean, get it. It's hard to repeat. I don't know even asking for a repeat. I just wanted to win the East. I wanted to win the East and win a playoff game. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm just getting over a cold. But the Eagles can't do that. And the bad thing about it is they're not going to be low enough to get a top 10 draft pick. Because they're going to be right in the middle of it. Like right in the right in the thick of it for the East. And they're not going to win it. The Dallas Cowboys are going to win the NFC East. And they're going to finish 8-8. Eight eight. I did their schedule today or a couple days ago. And shame of it all is they're going to go 8-8 eight and, eight and they're still going to win the East. They're 6-5 right now. They're going to lose three of their next five games. And they'll still win the East. It's a shame of it all. Because the East is for the taking, and you can't take it. Because your offense is anemic. You're you're too hurt to take it. Your coaching is bad. No one's playing as a team. No one even believes at this point. And you're, you're a sorry team. Riddled with injuries. And you need to retool and rethink. You don't even deserve the playoffs at this point. You don't deserve that. You don't deserve to win a division title. So, I can go on about the Eagles forever, but I mean, my main take, I just wanted people to understand is that I'm embarrassed as a fan. I'm embarrassed of what this team has shown me, and I'm embarrassed that only nine months ago, we were doing a parade down Broad Street up the parkway, and now we can't even survive the NFC East because our coaching is anemic. Our quarterback is not playing up to the point where we know he can play. And we're riddled with injuries. And we let at least two games this year, two of our losses we let happen. We let them happen. At least at least two of them, Carolina and the Colts. I mean, and the Titans. The Dallas game, we should have won that one too. But oh, that slides the division. Anything happened in the division, but... I'm embarrassed, and I'm, I'm sorry that this is happening. But the way I see it right now, we're not going to win the East. We need to be retooling. We need to be looking at into next season, clearing out cap space, retooling, um, getting getting better coaches in here, um, a better defensive coordinator who's going to play to the strengths of this defense. And I get it. It's an offensively-driven league. That's why you got to fire Mike Rowe because Mike Rowe can't do it. Cannot do it. I don't care whose daddy is. I don't care what experience he has as a wide receiver. He can just be a position coach, but he cannot be anyone's coordinator. And we don't have time to be allowing him to grow. He can grow somewhere else, but not here. Grow's got to go. He can grow somewhere else. Grow can grow somewhere else, huh? Yeah, whatever. Um, But this team needs to be 
looking in the direction of becoming a, an explosive, high-powered, offensively-driven team again. Um, because you got the Saints, the Rams, and Kansas City Chiefs who are averaging at least 35 points a game. Those teams are going to be in it at the end of the day. Your defense needs to be a, a defense that can just that can make a play at the end of the day, but they don't have to win you. They don't necessarily have to win you the game. You need to be able to outscore teams. Your defense needs to make a stop at the end of the game, but you need to be scoring points. That means you need to score seven, at least seven points in the first quarter. And you can't do that. It's a problem. So, look. That's my take right now on the Eagles. Um, I, I don't really want to get into them anymore as far as any other segment. I told you how I felt, and I'm angered by it. And like I said, I'm embarrassed as a fan, but I still love them, and I look for them to get better next year. So I'm going to take a short break. When I come back, I'm going to talk about the Sixers, um, state of the Sixers right now. Um, I might divide it up into two seconds. I'm not sure yet. But we'll talk about Jimmy Butler and how the, how the team looks since the arrival of Jimmy Butler. And we'll talk about Mark Fultz, of course. And we'll get into um, what is he down the line for the Sixers. So this is Don Lewis for the Sports 4 for 4 podcast. I'm going to take a short break, and I'll be back in a moment. Thanks for tuning in. Back everybody, Philly Sports 444 Podcast. I'm your host, Don Lewis. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, so I went on my Eagles rant, and now I'm about to talk about your Philadelphia 76ers. Um, so since um, Sixers, well, let me just go and say first, the Sixers acquired Jimmy Butler um, via trade. Um, we traded away Dario Sarge and Robert Covington, and I know for a lot of people that was a great relief trading away Covington um, because he just he couldn't give you what you needed as far as a person to play on the wing, and um, yeah, it was just a a great trade in my opinion. I think Elton Brand made a great move just trying to upgrade this team, and I think he did. So, a big kudos to him, and I know a lot of people um, didn't think Ellen Brand was capable of doing such a job like this, considering that he is a first-time GM in this league, and his only experience as being a GM was being the GM of the Delaware Bluecoats. But I think he's done a great job thus far with trying to make this roster better. So, um... I think he's done a great job with that. I think Jim Butler was a great acquisition, I think. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, the Sixers are 4-2 since acquiring Jimmy Butler. Um, and I know they have a game tomorrow versus the Brooklyn Nets, which they should win. So, I think that... Um, and already he's hit a game winner um, versus the Charlotte Hornets after Ken Walker dropped 60 on the team. So, acquiring Jimmy Butler... Um, just was a great benefit to this team, to this roster. Um, and it gives you a legitimate shot of being a threat in the East. Because now you can match up with Boston and you can match up with Toronto a little bit better. Um, not saying that you're all the way there because I don't think the Sixers are all the way there yet. I think they still have some moves to make as far as acquiring more talent. But I think um, when you have a starting five of Jimmy Butler... Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Wilson Chandler, and J.J. Reddick. I think that gives you a little bit more um, offensive power as, as, as well as a little bit more of a defensive presence. And I think that you can match up a little bit better with Boston and you can match up better with Toronto um, and Milwaukee. I don't want to leave Milwaukee out because they're having a great season as well. But um, I'm very happy with the acquisition of Jimmy Butler. But it's a shame because 
um, the acquisition of Jimmy Butler had been kind of put to the back burner or not put to the back burner, but shortly celebrated with this Markel Fultz fiasco. And this guy, okay, let me first say that the Sixers have done a lot for this kid. Um, traded away a pick um, and traded two spots to get him. Um, they, they, you know, worked with him all last season in regards to his shoulder injury, um, allowing him to get better and didn't push him and didn't rush him. Um, he said he was ready to come back and play. He played. I thought he played okay. Um, and I thought this season he was actually giving you some good minutes off the bench. And, you know, a few days ago, it comes to Elton Brand. He says he needs to see a shoulder specialist in New York. Well, his, not him, but his agent comes out, you know, to Elton Brand and to the media and says he needs to see the shoulder specialist and he won't be active on the team um, until he sees this specialist. And I'm saying, okay. I was even willing to give that a pass. I, I was giving him the benefit of the doubt. I said, okay, it's fine. Like, if you think you're not healthy, it's fine. Do you have to get healthy? And I know the Sixers have done a lot for you, and you kind of blindsided them with this. But, okay, do what you got to do to get your health right because that's the most important part of you being a man. Like, the basketball stuff can come secondary to your health. It has to. But then I'm hearing rumors that he wouldn't mind being traded and he wouldn't mind a fresh start somewhere else. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, dude. Like, do you not understand that the Sixers have done so much to um, accommodate you as a man and as a player? And I get it. Like, you're the number one overall pick, and you may have an issue that you're not trying to disclose at the moment as far as your mental health as well as your physical health. But, man, like, come on, like, you know, like, throw them a bone here. Like, they've been very accommodating to you, you know. And sooner or later, like, this dividend is going to start paying off. And if it doesn't, like, you got to get out of this investment. You have to. And, you know, there are a lot of people calling for this young man's head. And I'm, I'm the person that's standing on the mountain saying, this kid has only played 40 games in the NBA. You know, he's still technically a rookie. He hasn't even played a full 82-game season. Um, and he's had these, these mental... I mean, he's had this health issue with his shoulder. And he may have a mental issue. He's not trying to disclose, like, cut him some slack. But if you want to come out and say, like, you wouldn't mind being traded, then you obviously don't want to be here. Um... And it's a shame because the team has been so accommodating to you. And all you've done is spit in their face, I feel, if you're going to say something like that. So I think to me, I'm not saying that's the last straw, but I can't see him coming. I can't see him um, being here. And the Sixers have come out and said, like, they don't see him in the long-term plans. And now it's like, it's only a matter of time before you're gone, kid. You know, I, I wish you the best, but I think they got to cut bait with you, man. You know, because you're you're being unfair to this organization who's done so much to accommodate you. All you've done is spit in their face at this point. And it's not fair to anyone on the team. It's not fair to your, you know, your fellow players. It's not fair to the organization, the front office, the owner, none of that. It's not fair to the city. It's not fair to the fans. It's not. And I get it. Like, you have to be looking out for you first. But you know what? Joel Embiid sat out for two years. Ben Simmons sat out for a year. When they came, when it was time for them to play, they played. You know what they're doing now? They're playing for this organization. You know, they have good nights and bad nights, but they're playing. They're giving, they're giving it all out there on the floor, and it's... It's not fair for you to come in here and walk in here and feel entitled and all of this stuff with you. Like, you know, I hear all of this stuff 
people get on him about his body language and I I couldn't care less about that. What I care about is if you're going to go out there and produce, if you're going to go out there and give it your all on the floor, if you're going to go out there and really be productive, if you're going to go out there and really play for this organization, and if you're going to say you wouldn't mind being traded, then you can go. There's no reason for the organization to hold on to you um, to try to continue to work with you. I think if you're going to say that, whether it's true or not, I think it's out there now. And I don't know how you, you know, quelch, quelch the rumor. If it is a rumor, I don't know how you do that. All I know is that it's out there now. It's too many. It's too many loose ends, too many loose ups out there saying the same thing. So if you want to get traded, man, you got to go. You got to go because this organization is built right now to really compete and possibly win the East. And if you can't help, you got to go. We got to cut bait with you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You got to go. If that's the case, you have to go. And I'm just so I'm I'm disappointed a little bit. But, you know, I think the organization has to realize when they made a mistake, cut their losses and move on. It's just like if you get into a bad investment, like I said, that I just referenced that a few minutes ago. If you're in a bad investment, you got to cut your losses and just move on. If you take a loss, you got you, you want to take a loss at the end of the day. Like whether it's a big L or a little L, you're still going to take an L. You got to you got to decide what kind of L it is, though. You got to decide if it's going to be a small loss or if it's going to be a big loss. And the more this continues to fester, the bigger the loss is going to be. So you need to cut your losses now while you still can. And I think the Sixers, I don't know, you know, I, they will honor his, you know, trade um, requests or what may have you. Um, but I think right now we just need to see what happens with the shoulder specialist and then we'll go on from there. So we'll see what happens. But as far as the team right now, the way they're playing, um, I still have an issue with some of their half-court sets, some of their uh, way to give up big leads. Some of the, and I have a, an issue. I definitely have an issue right now with the coaching, um, particularly Brett Brown. I'm not saying the man is a bad coach, but I know a lot of people that don't like him as the head coach of this team. And there's a lot of people that want him gone. And um, I can see why they want him gone. I really can. Um, I'm not in the business of defending him any longer as far as his coaching errors and coaching mistakes. I'm not defending that because right now, if the organization acquires Jimmy Butler, what they're telling you is with the big three, they have a big three now and they're built to win right now. And that they will acquire like a couple of more bench pieces and smaller pieces and, you know, during like buyouts and things like that. But this team is built to win now. And if you can't win, you got to go. I'm, I'm all in the business right now for the 76ers. I am in the business of winning right now. I'm in the business of producing right now. I'm in the business of making this happen right now. And whoever can't make it happen, if it's Marco Fultz, if it's Brett Brown, it does not matter. If you cannot produce for this organization right now, you need to go. That's really how I feel. And I'm not sorry about it. I know the fans aren't sorry about it. And I don't think Elton Brand is sorry about it. I really don't. I think he knows the position that he's put into and that he's not going to take this lightly. I think that he knows that um, the the microscope is on him as well. Um, And this is not we're not in the we're not in the business of trying to just uh, make it to win around in the playoffs but go deep in the playoffs to go to the Eastern Conference Finals and possibly win the East. Um, this is not a this is not a joke and not a game. And and this is not to be taken lightly. I think that last year was just a taste of what the team can do. And when you acquire Jimmy Butler, what you're saying is we have got a player now where we know we can win. And it's time to win. And I'm not saying Jimmy Butler is the best player, but Jimmy Butler is an all-star. So right now you have a starting lineup with three possible all-stars. You got Joel B, Ben Simmons, and Jimmy Butler as all-stars. And then you're gonna you have JJ Reddick and you have Wilson Chandler who can, 
you know, West Virginia can give you some points inside. And J.J. Redick is just, he's really playing at a good level when he has um, such a team around him. And then you got rookies coming on like Shamit. And then you got Miscala coming off the bench as well. And I think that you have to, you have to maximize your potential right now. You cannot wait because Boston's not going to stop. Toronto is not going to stop. Milwaukee is not going to stop. To a lesser degree, Indiana is not going to stop. These teams are coming. Everyone is fighting. We cannot be pensive or passive. And like I said, if you can't help this organization win, if you can't help them get to the next level, you have to go. I don't care if you've set, if you've coached this team through a process. I don't care if you were the number one overall pick and you have some high expectations. I don't care. If you can't help us win, you got to go. That's just what it is. That's what it's going to be. So that's really what I have to say on the Sixers. Like I said, I'm really impressed. I mean, I'm disappointed that they lost to Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, there's no reason that you should lose to that scrub team. I think they have three wins on the season. Um, and just the fact that, uh, I mean, they played a good game for what I understand. You know, I didn't get a chance to really watch the game. But, I look, you know, I watched the highlights and everything. It looks like, you know, Cleveland didn't miss at all that night. They didn't have a bad. They had a really good shooting night. But I just think you don't lose to the Cleveland Cavaliers team. I don't care what they do. The team is sorry. And, you know, I'm not here in the business of blaming anybody right now for that loss. I'm just saying it's a bad loss. I'll just leave it at that. Um, what they need to do is just regroup and win on Sunday against uh, Brooklyn. And we'll go from there. So, um, that, that that's pretty much it on the Sixers. I am happy with the Jimmy Butler trade. I'm happy with where this team is going. And, you know, Jimmy Butler, just to, you know, he's been with this team, you know, for a little bit over a week, a little bit under two weeks now. And the difference that he makes on the floor as far as offensive and defensive presence is a big deal. Like, I watched the Suns game, and I watched him play. I watched the Suns game, and I watched the Charlotte Hornets game. And, like, the defense that he plays you know, on their best players, best guard players, it makes a heck of a lot difference than having Robert Covington out there. You got Jimmy Butler for this reason, to be a good defensive presence as well as be a scorer on offense. And he's giving you both thus far. And I'm just I'm this is the this is who we need on this team. So I really hope the Sixers consider I know they're considering extending him. I hope they can make the numbers work though. Um because he I think he is uh Definitely a heck of an asset to this team. And, it, of course, you need, you know, I would love to see um, maybe like a stretch four, um, maybe like a four uh, defensive presence. Like maybe like a, I like Marquise Morris. I've been I've been seeing what we can get for him for a while. Uh, talking to a few folks that I wanted, I possibly want him on this team. You know, people are also talking about possibly getting um, um, Kyle Korver um, in a buyout. People have been asking me about J.R. Smith, what I think about him. I like J.R. Love J.R. I mean, I don't even say I love J.R. Let me take that back. I like J.R. Smith. I'm intrigued by the idea of having him on his team. I think he can give you a little bit of a defensive presence as well as he can shoot. His problem is that he's a streaky shooter, so he has good nights, and when he has bad nights, they're bad. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, but I, I do like the idea. I'm intrigued by the idea, I should say of having him on the team. We'll see what happens. Um, I mean, the buyouts are, you know, a while away. That's not coming until February. But um, I like the way this team is going now. I think, um, yeah, this team is, I mean, they're playing well. I, I think they, they have a lot of cleaning up to do, especially uh, on the defensive. And um, they have to play better defense. And they can't keep blowing leads Um I feel that the Sixers is really good to the point where they should be blowing out teams. And when they get these 16, 17-point leads, 20-point leads, they can't let them up. You know, you can't let the team come back and then win by 8 or win by 10. Uh, you got to stay winning and keep winning. Um, 
and I know they like to play fast, but there is, you know, Brett Brown has to learn to slow the game down if the game's getting out of hand. Dump it inside the Embiid. Give it to your best player, Embiid. Give it to Jimmy on the ISO. Ben likes to play fast, so you don't put the ball in his hands if you want to slow the game down. You let him facilitate, but he needs to get the ball to Jimmy. He needs to get the ball to Joel. Slow the game down. Get those guys to draw fouls. Get them to the free throw line. That slows the game down easily. You can have a good half-court offense. It's not complicated. It really isn't. That's why I can't understand what the issue is with uh, Brett Brown. I can't understand this right now. But what I do understand is that acquiring Jimmy Butler is all the reason that you should be winning now. And you should, we should not have to wait as fans in order to win. So, um, that's pretty much what I have to say on that. Like I said, if you can't help us to win right now, if you're not ready for us to win right now, you can't help us, you got to go. We got to cut ties, cut, cut loose ends with anyone who is not willing to help us right now. We got to win. I'm not saying we got to win a championship. What I'm saying is we're put in a position to actually compete to possibly win the East. And if you can't do that, if you can't push us to that next level, you have to go. Get someone, or rather yet, get someone in here that will help us. That's how I feel about the whole situation. So, we'll see what happens. I mean, Monday's coming up soon. We'll see what happens with this situation with Markel Fultz. Uh, we'll see what happens with, um, we'll see what happens during the rest of the season. We'll see what happens, you know, acquiring people during the trade deadline and what may have you. Um, I'm not in the business of really giving out a lot of money right now. I don't give a lot of money for anybody unless it's to Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler, or Joel. Joel got paid already, so unless it's to Ben Simmons or Jimmy Butler, I'm not in the business of giving out a lot of money to anybody right now. I'm just not. Um, yeah, so we'll see. Um, that's pretty much what I have on six. I'm, I'm happy about the six. I'm excited about them and, you know, their chances of, of making some noise. So um, I'm going to take a short break. I'm just going to wrap up the podcast and I'll come back. Fully Sports 444 Podcast. I'll be back in a moment. Thanks. Welcome back, everybody. Philly Sports 444 Podcast. I'm your host, Dom Lewis. Um, just going to wrap up the podcast now, basically. Um, the Flyers, let me just say this about the Flyers real quick. They had a good win on Friday. So on Black Friday, they had a good win. I watched the game, actually. Um, and I don't watch a lot of hockey, but I did watch the game. Um, they really did play well that game. And then they turn around on Saturday and they stink it up. Um, and the one word I can use to describe the Flyers team right now is inconsistency. It's not even just the, it's not just the goaltending right now. It's everything with the team. Everything about the team is inconsistent. And it's a problem. Like, I, you know, I don't, I'm not a hockey expert or anything like that. I just, I don't even know enough, I would say. I just know what I see bad play. Um, and I know what I read and I know, um, I know enough, I feel, to just say that they are inconsi- consistently inconsistent. That's the best way to describe the team. And the only way that there's going to be some consistency is they need a shakeup somewhere. I'm not saying fire the coach. I'm not saying trade G. None of that. I'm not saying that. I'm Because I'm not an expert, so I can't really speak to what the best option is. But they need a shakeup. They need a shakeup. They need a change somewhere in order to get some consistency with this team. Because if it's going to be a season like this where it's up and down like this, they're not going anywhere. It's going to, they're not going anywhere, not just for this year, but they're not going anywhere for 10 years, 20 years, because they're just, like I said, consistently inconsistent. And it's just, I don't really have anything else to say besides that. So they got something they need to fix. They need to fix it, period. They need to shake up. That's the only thing that's going to, I think that's going to actually change this team around get them to play better, get them to play some, with some consistency. Um, this is not like, it's not like basketball where you can tank. It's not like that. It's not like um, 
football where you can tank. It's not like that. Um, baseball and hockey are different because they have minor leagues attached to them. <coughs> Excuse me. Minor leagues attached to them where um, you can't just tear it down with a tank. Um, there has to be a change uh, from the ground up. So they need a shakeup. They need a change, a serious change, not a minor change or whatever. They need a serious change. And firing the coach is not out of the question. Making a few big trades is not out of the question. But they need some type of change in order to bring some consistency to this team. So we'll see what happens with them. As far as the Philadelphia Phillies, um, there's not much to be said on, you know, the Phillies front. Right now, they have some interest in a couple of different closers, um, a couple of different players, I'll just say. I've seen, a, I saw a list today where they were interested in 10 different players, 10 different people that are on the market right now. And I get it. They're willing to spend money. They need to get Bryce Harper or Manny Machado, one or the other. Or both. Like, I don't care what they do at this point. As long as they get one of those guys or both of them. So, I don't care. I don't care. They make need to make, make it happen somehow. Like, you got all this money to spend. You were the favorite for this so long. Make it happen. Get one of these players. Bring them in here so your attendance can go up and you can start winning some ball games. Because what happened this year... At the beginning of August, at the end of July, beginning of August was a just a downright mockery. And yeah, you need you need you need to make something happen. So I don't have any more to say about the Flyers or the Phillies at this point. I just um, want them to make do both of them. Flyers need to make a change. Phillies need to acquire. A star. So, there. Um, listen, I'm going to wrap up the podcast now because um, I'll say this. Although the Eagles have embarrassed me, they're not completely out of it. Um, they can win against the Giants tomorrow somehow. I think that... Um, I think that uh, there is some hope there because the way I see it going if they can win against the Giants they can, they'll beat the Redskins and then it'll it'll end up being a matchup in Dallas where you got two teams six and six trying to win a division so we'll see what happens tomorrow I mean they got to come out and they got to play they got to play I mean that defense I don't care you're shorthanded you got to make it happen somehow and I really feel like um the offense has to start scoring some points. Like, score in the first quarter. Just do that for me. Score in the first quarter. Score seven points. Score three points. Score two points. Score in the first quarter. Score two field goals. I don't care. Score in the first quarter. Um, And just score some points. Like, show me that you can sustain an eight-play drive, 75 yards, and score a touchdown. Show me that you can run the football. I mean, it now, you know, I've heard some things where Josh Adams is going to be a starter um, going forward. We'll see. But, um, yeah, we'll see. Um, I, like I said, I'm embarrassed by that team right now. And we'll see what happens with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, that's going to really do it for the podcast. Um, I don't really have any shout outs this week only because I'll shout out. Let me just shout out um, Mr. Chris Banks in the Thanksgiving organization. Um, I kept my promise. I said that I would um, I would not be able to attend because I was going to be on vacation. But I did purchase a ticket. And um, I really hope your event is a success, my man. So congratulations to you and the entire organization. Um, and I will continue to support you guys. Um, and I will continue to give, you know, any kind of energy I can. Positive energy. I mean, not any kind of energy, okay, but only positive energy. I will continue to promote you guys any way I can. That's what I'm trying to say. 
So um, a big shout out to your organization. I'm really, really uh, thankful for the work that you guys do. And I'm thankful for all of you that listen to the podcast. So as I always say, you can follow the podcast at um, 444podcast. That's F-O-U-R-F-O-R, the number four podcast. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Facebook. You can uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. You can subscribe on um, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Google Play. Um, And you can actually listen to the podcast on Anchor, who is the entity that powers our podcast. You can email us at 444podcast at gmail.com. I'm always on Twitter, so you can follow me. I'll follow you back. Um, I'll even have a conversation with you. I like to hear anybody who has any feedback for the podcast, um, for any kind of content you want me to talk about. Listen, email me, tweet me, whatever. Uh, hit me up on Facebook. I'll be glad to listen to you and consider uh, whatever you want me to say on this podcast. And I'll even give you a shout out, um, but only if it's positive, like I mean, positive energy, I should say. If it's negative criticism, I don't mind that. I welcome any criticism. Um, but um, I shout out people as long as you don't have any hate in your heart. And um, as long as you're you know, a positive person, always forward thinking, moving forward. You know, I'm all with that and I'll shout you out. So um, to everyone who's listening, to everyone who will listen, I thank you guys so much. I'm thankful for all of you um, for I'm thankful for a lot of things, of course, um, in my personal life. But as far as this podcast, I'm thankful for all of you. I'm thankful for these teams. I'm thankful for this city. And I'm thankful for all of you that listen and have um, I'm thankful for Anchor, who's given us a platform to even record this podcast. So um, for all of us here at the Philly Sports 444 Podcast. I thank you guys for tuning in and I'll see you around.